Blog Talk Radio. Y'all ready for some church up in here? This is the WW Show. The Willie Williams Show. Willie talks about everything from religion, relationships, problems in the black community, and finally, thank God, no bullshit. No bullshit. Willie. Willie. He'll probably say something you might not like, and he doesn't care. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Willie Williams. Willie Williams. What's that? around 
with the word. And we know a lot that the um Satan has pebbled around with the word. <laughs> but anyway, I I really appreciate y'all joining me. Call in number is um what it is. I don't even know. Eight four five two seven seven nine four one six. Eight four five two seven seven nine four one six. Do that now. Um that way you can listen to it on your phone if you want to go and you can't watch or whatever. Um, and please remember to go to the thewillowilliamshow.com if you want to watch it there. Everything is like on the website um, so you can find it. You can find everything I do on the website. Today's topic. Today's topic is the gay preacher's wife. The gay preacher's wife, and it's kind of strange because Jehovah just came to my door. As I'm going to talk a little bit about religion. Now, I know a lot of y'all like to talk religion, but hell, sometimes I do. Sometimes I fall back into the old niche. I try not to be as harsh as I used to be when I was out here on the circuit and I was pissed because some things that I didn't know, and then I decided to actually read the Bible for myself over five times and actually study it. But People will tell me I just need to come back one more time, just one more again, and come back and get the word. And because the Bible say, and they like to point it out to me, the Bible say, do not follow, uh, do not fall on your own understanding. Do not believe in yourself. <laughs> believe in God. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. So they continue to try and um, um, bring that out and let me know that. That's what I need to do, even though I will continue to tell them that, hey, I've done it already. That's why I'm at, that's why I stand where I stand now, because I've read your book several times, the entire book. Not like y'all do. Not, no, no, not like y'all do. Just listen to Pastor and go on about your day. That ain't what I did. I read it. But anyway. Before I jump into the story of um, this young, lovely, used to be the mother of church, Atlanta, Atlanta pastor, um, his ex-wife actually wrote a book. So I'm going to discuss the book and throw in a little bit of my own. This is only going to be 30 minutes, folks, and y'all know how I always say it. I'm going to get a few more people to join, and I understand that this is not on my main channel. This is on my live channel because I can't do it on the main channel because I got to strike y'all. Y'all know how that go. I got a flag or something like that. People got upset with me or whatever. Um, oh, no, I think that was the Omega Sci-Fi with the ass out on video, but get upset with me. I want a flag because they didn't want to be seen. But anyway, everybody's saying it's all amazing people who viewed it. Keep the party going. Before I get into that, I got to talk about another pastor. Um, it's going to be a youth pastor. Let me go ahead and give y'all a story. Since I'm here, this player on the screen right here is um, 37-year-old Wesley Blackburn. Wesley Blackburn. Now, this is a youth pastor that, that was arrested at the church after admitting that he had impregnated a 15-year-old girl. I know what you're thinking. I know. How could he impregnate a 15-year-old girl? Well, let me go ahead and give you a backstory. A youth pastor at a rural Pennsylvania church has been fired and arrested on statutory sexual assault charges as the police said that he admitted impregnating a 15-year-old girl. Police said the youth pastor, 35-year-old, like I said, Wesley Blackburn, told his wife 
This is what he told his wife. He was having an affair with a girl and that he wanted a divorce. Was the girl, nah, I know girls like to say about it like this, but was the girl doing the thing that um, the wife wasn't doing or couldn't do? Got to think about it. But anyway, the police also said, why is my screen freezing? But anyway, um, the police said that, um, oh, distraught wife, his distraught wife, reportedly turned turned to the senior pastor of Faith Brethren Brethren Bible Church in New Paris, Pennsylvania, about 100 miles southeast of Pittsburgh. And it goes, I was shocked, absolutely shocked, this, what that pastor said, you work with him and you're and you are there and you're thinking, how could this happen? How could he do this? Blackburn's wife told him she didn't know what to do. But that pastor told the news station and I said, I do. He told the station that he rounded up the church leaders in the parking lot along with Blackburn and then and they fired the youth pastor immediately, then called the police. We didn't even care what he had to say. We don't tolerate this kind of stuff. Um, it's inappropriate. It's reprehensible. Anyway, Blackburn is a father of five, father of five, who met the seventh and eighth grader students weekly. That's what he did. Blackburn was arrested at the church on the afternoon of October 6th and was still packing up his belongings when a um, Pennsylvania state officer had arrived. Um, a probable cause affidavit detailed how long Blackburn had uh, allegedly known and had sexual relationships with the girl. Blackburn, and this is where you players mess up at, Blackburn told the trooper that he had met the girl in 2009. 2009. We're going to have to do a little math here. This is 2016. We're going to take this. So that's seven years ago. And 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Okay. So it's 7, 8. So if we have 16, it's going to be 8. That's a 7, 8. So that's 15. 8. So, oh, okay. <clears throat> Meta, in 2009, when he first came to the Faith Brethren Bible Church, and that they grew close after she joined his youth group in 2014. So she joined in 2014, 2014, but they first met the girl in 2009 when the girl was eight. That when she was eight. But she joined in 2014, two years ago, so she was 13, um, according to the affidavit. Blackburn said he and the girl developed a physical relationship in March when the trooper informed Blackburn that the girl was pregnant Blackburn acknowledged that he was the child's father. I'm that baby's pappy, is what Blackburn went ahead and said, according to the affidavit. The trooper then took Blackburn into, into custody. As of Friday, Blackburn remained in Bedford County Jail, unable to post bond on one count of corruption of a minor, 84 counts of statutory sexual assault, and indecent assault. Stop right there. That's the story. And sometimes I like to not go with what everybody else go with. I guess I'm hard-headed or pig-headed or whatever they call it. But uh, he met the child in 2009, which the baby was eight. The baby transfer came over to his youth group, <laughs> which is the Get Banged On, the Get Banged In youth group. Let's go ahead and call it that. 
um, in 2014, which that's two years ago, so the girl would have been 13, or maybe 12, depending on when the birthday comes. I get it. Um, 2016, the baby pregnant. Well, anyway, they baby the teenager's pregnant. Well, the parents, what type of relationship did this child have with the parents? They didn't even talk about the parents inside the article. I guess the parents were so distraught they couldn't even talk about it. But ain't nobody even come on here and say, listen, where was y'all? Or if the baby, well, if the teenager do have both parents, if the child has one, understandable. I get it. But um, somebody was not talking to their baby, to their teenager about sex. And that's the problem. So who do we blame? In my mind, okay, let's go ahead and get player some blame on this. But then again, I still have to throw up that uh, parents was lacking in parenting. I'm so sorry. And for him to have 84 counts of statutory um, sexual assault, are they saying that they done did it 84 times? And if they did it 84 times, you mean he can count how many times he did it? Players, excuse me. Players, um, stop that noise, sir. Make them prove, make them do their job. I'm just saying, at some point, we got to get teenagers. Some point, we got to start blaming these teenagers. These teenagers got social media, they watch porn, they doing all types of stuff. They watch television, and no one has a problem with this. But we're just going to blame the adult because they know better. And I will always say, since the adult knows better, there's no law against teenagers having sex with each other. If we're going to say teenagers, don't know better, which is strange to me. We as a society have no problem with teenagers becoming parents and raising children. Just had to throw that one out there, I tell you. But uh, we're going to leave that one right where it's at, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the um, the gay preacher's wife. We got to talk about it. And her name is, what is what is the young lady's name here? Um... Ladea, Ladia, L-Y-D-I-A, Meredith. Not as the latest out of Atlanta, Georgia, out of G-A. She was married to this fella here. Um, that fella, that name is Rev, Reverend Dennis A. Meredith. That's him. But. The article that I'm reading from, and it goes, that gay pastor's ex-wife on healing after he left her. Poor man. That got to be one of the most hurtful things. I don't know if men get mad or that mad if they woman leave them for another woman. I think we get more upset if our woman leave us for another man. But in this case, when y'all got to feel some type of way when your man is leaving you for another man. That's some hard shit. Anyway, read a little excerpt from our book. I was one of those preachers. I was no, no, no. I was one of those preachers' wives who sat in the pew on Monday, a Sunday morning, while my real life was a fraud. That's what she said. A fraud. I discovered several years into my marriage that my husband was cheating on me with men, numerous men, and women too, I later found out. But I stayed, yeah, because that's what y'all do. I stayed, I stayed through the broken promises and the humiliation because I believe 
and hope that things got better. I watched my husband stand in the pulpit on Sunday mornings, preaching one message and living out of yet another. I needed answers. That's what she said. She, she needed answers, even though she just stated that my husband was having affairs with men and numerous men and later women. She needed answers. I'm confused. The first place I turned to my answers were <laughs> God. I prayed, I wept, I prayed, I wept, I prayed, I wept, and I wept again. Um, God woke me at 3 a.m. I sat straight up in the middle of the bed. What did Jesus really say about homosexuality? What, what was Jesus' message about? Gay. I prayed my entire young life. For God to send me a husband, God always answered my prayers. Why did I end up marrying a gay man? Now, that's an excerpt from her um, book, um, The Gay Preacher's Wife, how my gay husband deconstructed my life and reconstructed my faith. Yay, yay, man, sister, that's what it is. Um, We're going to back it up just a little bit. She said, I sat up in the middle of the bed. What did, what did Jesus really say about homosexuality? What was Jesus' message about gays? I prayed my entire young life for God to send me a husband. God always answered my prayers. Why did I end up marrying a gay man? Well, I got to answer for you, baby. Um, you said that you always prayed to God to send you a husband. He did. I guess prayer do work. He's such a gay husband. You say prayer at work, and you always pray, so answer your prayers, baby. Um, but this excerpt was taken um, from her book, again, who spent, Miss Meredith, spent 30 years of her life married to Reverend Dennis A. Meredith, and Meredith's deeply personal memoirs. This is what she wrote about. Readers will find out how a woman's broken heart is mended by faith. Let's just go back to it, baby. You had faith <laughs> before you find out that husband was gay. That's what you had. Your Bible, your book talks about abominations. And, you know, it, it really does. And for a lot of people, really. People don't know what abominations is, so I just give just a plain old defin definition. A thing that causes disgust or hatred. That's that's the it's like the worst sin. That's what people say. It's the worst sin. The sad part is abomination. With well, yes, abominations are haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that that diverses wicked plans, feet that make has to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and a man who sows discord among brothers. And you can probably find more abominations since they make it like homosexuality is the worst, and I would just like to say, but God made them. Y'all don't want to hear that. But anyway, when the person who sat down, the writer to um, to interview Miss Meredith, um, I shared with her that being a native of Atlanta, I found it strange that I've never heard her story. I was familiar with the recent 
um, high publicized scandal um, with New Newburgh Missionary Baptist Church, where the leader of Bishop Eddie Long in 2010 was accused of a lawsuit of buying young men lavish things, you know, buying the boys gifts and cars, and giving them money in exchange for sex. He was tricking on the babies. Um, again, teenagers. So I got to get the teenagers, the business, get new better. But anyway, but her story was a mysterious one to me. It wasn't that I doubted her credibility. It was more of a shock that that she was so gracious to a man who betrayed her and her family, and she kept quiet. Let me explain something to you. Just by that statement alone, she's pacifying the woman. She's not blaming her for anything. She's not hold, holding her accountable for staying with a man that she knew was on the pressure, even though her Bible, her God, the one she believes in more than anything. She did not leave her husband once she found out her husband was going against what her everything said, which is her Bible, which is her God. She didn't want to go against No. No, she went against that. So y'all even understand how hypocritical religious folk is. I just wanted to see the point of that. But she, she wrote about it. Oh, going to find out that her son, her middle baby, is gay also. But anyway, she said, I love my husband. I still love him. And she tells me as I stare in amazement, you know, the person was there like, amazed. you love, you love, what? And in, in 2006, um, in 2006, Rem. Rev, now we call him, um, told her, told his, his wife for 30 years that he was in love with another man. He left me for another man. He told me he wanted to live the rest of his life as a gay man. This is what she shares. Um, at that time, I didn't know he was, at that time, I didn't know that he was in a relationship. Is that what it's like? In a relationship with a man, a man that he's fallen in love with. This is what he did. He fell in love with another man. Rightfully so, do you think? Because he's gay, so hey, that was supposed to happen. Um, most of the time when we were when we were in therapy discussing his struggles with same sex relationships, his struggles with same sex relationship, it was never a relationship. It was always just sex. This particular time it was very different. He had fallen in love with a man. Baby Yo, coochie, <laughs> can't keep your husband. I just want to let y'all know. That's, really, that's what I'm going down to. Yo, coochie, can't keep your husband. But then again, he was living a lie. He was, he was living a lie. So it's not how far he was living a lie. He didn't come right out and tell her, baby, no, I like men. Don't like you chicks. But anyway, um, so he struggled with the fact that a lot of homosexuals, um, a lot of the people in the LGBT community, they struggle with their sexuality. Well, I get it. But it was a revelation that was years in the making. She knew of her husband, infidelity and bisexuality, but it wasn't enough to make her leave him and break up her family because, you know, the family is most important. But the Bible says the head is what? Is it God, Jesus, Men, women, then children. She didn't want to break up a family, um, which is understandable because without that money, baby, it's hard to do things. 
It's real hard to do things. But the infidelity alone wasn't enough to make her leave her husband. Um, she wanted her marriage to survive the infidelity. It wasn't until he left her in um, in 05, 08 that she filed that she filed for divorce. He had abandoned her. He abandoned her. She was left with no other choice but to wake up and start a new journey. I filed for the I filed for divorce. He wasn't happy about it, which is strange that he wouldn't be happy about the divorce when he he said that he fell in love with another man, which is strange to me. I don't get it. But anyway, the infidelity didn't cause me to leave my marriage. I felt there was nothing in my marriage that, that couldn't be fixed. Um, I realized I actually, no, 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 for a few years, yada, 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 yada. But anyway, just to close with this thing right here, this is why it's hard for me to take religious folks serious. It just really is. But, um... Ms. Meredith, who has managed to step outside of the box of pain and see things from a different perspective, rooted in love, says that she is telling her story not only for women but also for men to inspire people to walk in truth and lead to a deeper understanding and loving relationship with God. Meredith, Ms. Meredith, is the founder of the Big Enough Hope Institution or Incorporation. No, I no, Inc. is Incorporation, um, Renaissance Learning Center with a mission to strengthen families and communities and lift poor children and families out of poverty. That's what's up. She's doing something for the community, so she's giving back to the community. Um, well, baby, your husband was not an Orthodox um, preacher, as you knew. As you knew. And I would just like to tell all women, um, stop using your faith, your Bible, to put up with BS. You know you don't want your man to cheat. Why well, take him back? But you don't want to tell the family. I be personally believe that it comes down to you don't want to look bad in front of your peers because you don't talk so much good stuff about your baby. <laughs> you don't talk so much good stuff about your hubby. You know, and then come to find out what you already knew, baby. He was homosexual. He didn't want you, but you had children with him anyway. Now I was wondering, was was the was the um did she find out about his homosexual activities before they had children? Somebody got to ask yourself. Did she find out about the homosexual activities before he had children? And if so, if so, because I'm not sure I haven't read um the book. And if so, then. That's some selfish shit. You can keep talking about how good God is, all that. God bought you through something because your husband um, liked it men and left you that um, it reconstructed your faith. Y'all play too much. Y'all know I got the saying, we play too much. We don't care. I'm so sorry. But now... People want to look at her as a survivor. You survived being cheated on. Hey, a lot of women been cheated on. I don't think they call themselves survivors. I'm just confused. But anyway, the each is on, and she went through it. She wrote her book because she had to talk about what happened in her household because they had a congregation. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I read that fella there um, has a congregation of what, over a thousand or Something, but it's geared toward the LGBT community, which is strange to me that you would have LGBT community um, churches. But not strange to me because we know where the money at. It is what it is. I'm the A. Get that paper. <laughs> yeah. 
get that paper. Listen, people don't believe in this shit anyway. You can tell me you do. <laughs> you can tell me you do. But um, just off what your book say, um, Leviticus 18.22, thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. I give you Leviticus, Leviticus 2013. Um, hell, I'm running out of breath. I got that to up. But anyway, it says um, what it is, Leviticus 20.13. It says, if a man also lie with mankind, as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. That's what your book says. Not my bad. I ain't writing shit. Don't get mad at me for repeating it. It is what it is. Um, and I want to appreciate y'all who joined me. And that's the closing for this show. That <laughs> That's what happens. When you don't use common sense and logic, why would cheat on you with the opposite sex? Well, the same sex, and you're not one who is a bisexual person, and that's not what you signed up for, and you don't leave, baby. <laughs> I ain't got no sympathy for you. Do what you do, and I don't even think that you're looking for sympathy, but you wouldn't have wrote it if you didn't want people to say, well, hell, <laughs> y'all listen to my story. I'm just saying. Hey, but I appreciate y'all, and I will be back next Sunday. Um, maybe I'll stretch it by next Sunday because a lot of people is actually starting to watch this thing. And I appreciate y'all for rocking with me. Please go to the WillieWilliamsShow.com to find everything else that I'm doing. Oh, and please go subscribe to Willie Williams Health Channel. I put up a new one, and um, that's all I got. And that's all I'm going to give. I appreciate y'all, and I'm up out of here.